Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Tired of your business's healthcare costs unpredictably increasing every year? Healthcare costs are typically a business's second or third line item expense. And if you're like most employers, it's an expense that's growing faster than your revenue. Luckily for employers, Novetta Health has the solution. Novetta Health is a full-service healthcare consulting firm with proven strategies to lower your healthcare costs by up to 30% or more. They operate on a fee-for-service model and never mark up any of their medical or pharmaceutical claims. None of your employees have to leave their doctor or pharmacist either. Their health captive and pharmacy benefit manager are the most cost-effective and transparent solutions in the whole country. What they do is not magic, it's just honest. So if you're tired of overspending on health insurance and want to learn more, visit outcomesrocket.health save for a free spend analysis to see how you too could save by switching to Novetta Health. That's outcomesrocket.health save for your free spend analysis. Outcomesrocket.health save. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have the outstanding Dr. Saya Nagori. She's a medical director at Simple Health, glaucoma surgeon, co-founder of this company. Uh, Dr. Saya Nagori completed her undergrad training at Villanova University, where she earned her bachelor's degree and was presidential scholar. She then attended Drexel College of Medicine, where she was recipient of the Arnold P. Gold Foundation Fellowship for her work in patient education in regards to diabetic eye disease. Following her schooling at Drexel, she completed her ophthalmology residency program at St. Luke's and Roosevelt Hospital System in New York City, where she was chief resident. She then completed a glaucoma fellowship at the Kresge Eye Institute in Michigan. Dr. Nagori is a glaucoma specialist and anterior segment surgeon, performing both cataract surgery as well as surgery for glaucoma. She's been published in several major journals in survey of ophthalmology and also archives of ophthalmology, but she's very fond of performing business that will help patients that are not as sick, patients that need services that aren't in the normal healthcare setting. And so I'm excited to dive into some of her experience in the traditional healthcare space, as well as some of the work that she's innovating in. So Saya, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks so much, Saul. Really happy to be here. Absolutely. Now, tell me something. What, what got you into the medical sector? So I think it was just predestined from when I was younger. My my family is full of physicians and my mom particularly had a lot of health issues when I was younger. She had rheumatic heart disease. She had a Whipple for pancreatic cancer, which happened to be a non-life-threatening uh, pathology and she is still alive and well. Then she had a pacemaker place. So I have just been in and out of the hospital through her and have really had some amazing physicians who have helped my family specifically. And so I've just been around medicine my whole life. Yeah. Sounds like it was something that just got you from the beginning. You were positively affected with all the work they did with your mom. And you're like, man, this is, this is for me. Yeah, exactly. I just, it didn't seem like there was anything else that I was going to do. Love it. So Syed, now you're diving into entrepreneurship and, and with your work at Simple Health, what's a hot topic that you think needs to be on health leaders agenda today and how are you guys approaching it? I definitely think that telemedicine is a very hot topic. I think that 
we need to be approaching it as health leaders. Number one reason is that the patient population is growing and there's an anticipated physician shortage of almost 120,000 doctors by 2030. So as the number of physicians is going down and the number of patients is rising, something needs to help fill that gap. And telemedicine is a really great way to do that. I think some people are very resistant to telemedicine and they think that maybe it's not safe or maybe it's going to take physician jobs away. And the reality is there's plenty of work to be done and telemedicine is really only going to be an asset for both patients and physicians. Yeah, it's a, it's a great call out. And a lot of folks have started, but there's some resistance. The opportunity for enterprising physicians that are not part of a large hospital chain, I think is very large in that they have more flexibility there. I know that you've, you've done some work here to, to help these types of practices. Uh, do you want to dive into some of what that looks like and what you've done? Sure, yeah. So there's two major ways that I have been helping the private sector and physicians get involved in this space. I actually created a telemedicine course for physicians that they can use to basically jumpstart their telemedicine careers. If there's not really any education out there for implementation of telemedicine that is useful and practical and succinct, and that was my goal, is to deliver telemedicine implementation education to private doctors and doctors looking to expand their care, doctors looking to expand what they are able to offer their patients and provide virtual options for their existing patients. And so I've done that course. And then on the entrepreneurial side, um, me and a few other entrepreneurial physicians, as well as telemedicine physicians, are hosting an entrepreneurial conference for physicians in New York in April of this year. And that is really intended to help physicians that are looking to develop apps, technology, innovative ideas, innovative products, whether it's a drug, whether it's a makeup line, whether it's a mobile app, we're, we're looking to help them get to the next level and be the next generation of physician innovators and CEOs. Love it. Always finding ways to make it more lean, make it more practical. Uh, I think you're doing some great work, Saya. And, and so... Tell us uh, an example of something you've done so far to help improve outcomes and, and, and improve efficiencies by doing things differently. So specifically, I can talk about Simple Health. And we were originally called Simple Contacts because we started with vision exams. And we can now confidently say that we have had over a million patients use the app. And over three years, we have had zero adverse outcomes from patients using our vision exam for contact lens renewal. So just to give you some background, contact lenses, when used correctly and when taken care of and removed appropriately and put in appropriately and changed at the right time are a very, very safe device. 80% of contact lens users use the same prescription year to year. Not every single one of those patients needs a complete full dilated eye exam, especially if they are healthy with no medical problems, asymptomatic, and no vision changes. So what we did initially when we developed the company a few years ago is we developed a online vision exam for those patients who can then seamlessly renew their contacts and not have to go into the doctor's office for an unnecessary visit, but we still do an assessment. It's not that we're just renewing the contacts without any information. There is still a vision exam done. There is still a video taken of the eye. There is still a medical history and a questionnaire done. 
And now we have enough data over three years to show that we've been able to fulfill thousands of prescriptions and, and renew thousands of pairs of contact lenses for healthy patients. And we've had zero adverse outcomes from any of that. And that's pretty powerful data. And that's pretty powerful outcome in keeping these people out of the doctor's office for a routine, healthy visit. That's such a great, great call out. And when you have these patients that don't need to attend the doctor's office, why have them show up with the number of physicians really needing to be a lot higher with the number of, of patients that are increasing? Services like SIAs are, are going to be crucial for the way that we take care of the population. So I think that's a great recommendation there by, by Dr. Nagori. And one that, that we should be thinking about more broadly across the healthcare uh, system, you know, what are things that we could keep people at home for and take care of them through services like an app, a website, or telemedicine? Can you share a time when you had a setback and what you learned from it? Sure. So I think one of the biggest challenges